2: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is Into the Net FC, the greatest soccer podcast in the history of the world. This is the Bear of Texas, and it's finally an amazing honor to welcome back not only the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh McSwain, but the pride of Canada himself, Mr. David Scappin. Gentlemen, welcome back.
3: Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yep.
2: It's a shame that our buddy Steve is not going to be joining us today, but I would like to send my congratulations to him and his daughter, Rachel, as today his daughter was married. Steve, many congratulations to you, and I look forward to seeing you again, and I look forward to having you on the show again.
0: Congratulations, Steve, uh, and, I, and I look forward to seeing you again next year in, 20, in 2024. And congratulations to your daughter on, on her nuptials.
3: Definitely. Congrats from me as well. Wish them, wish his daughter a lifetime of marital happiness.
2: <clears throat> so. Amen to that. Amen, Amen. to that. So, Amen. so, gentlemen, we are drawing closer to the 2022-23 UEFA Champions League final. And it seems to me that Manchester City may have just further solidified themselves as the team that is the overwhelming favorite. But even at this point, guys, I cannot... I refuse to rule out Inter Milan. I just refuse it.
3: So do I. So do I. What about you, Josh? Be foolish, too. Anything can happen in a one-game situation. I mean...
2: You see, the interesting part is that, you know, Manchester City just secured the FA Cup, which uh, broke my heart. It still hurts, and of course I have to mention it. But... I'll, I'll be honest, Manchester City. It's not like, even though they scored within 12 seconds, which is the fastest goal scored in FA Cup history, it's not like they just ran away with it.
3: Well, yes and no. I thought I'm. Um, part of me thought that City controlled the game, but it wasn't like they ran absolutely roughshod. You'd never really felt like United was going to generate much of an attack. Of course, the one goal that United got was on a handball in the box on Grealish that I thought, that was a little ticky-tack. I get why it was called, but, I mean, it just seemed like it just grazed his finger and didn't really change much of the outcome of the play. But, you know, it is what it is. What can you do?
2: Any thoughts on the FA Cup final, David? I, I didn't have a chance to watch it because I
0: was I was working yesterday morning. Uh, yesterday morning, by the time I got home, the game had just ended at twelve noon, twelve o'clock noon here. But from what I understand, City did not run away like like Josh said. And Manchester United didn't really get going until the until they brought out that Spaniard Alejandro Garnacho.
2: Uh, Argentine actually.
0: Argentine, pardon me. but, sorry. I, but yeah, and, but and, and, the, yeah. and that's when they started making uh, making it make a game. So yeah, but
2: and the point is, I mean, if even despite the injuries to Manchester United, they they were they, were, they still challenged Manchester City. So again, to uh, to prove my point and to solidify my point, Inter Milan cannot be ruled out.
0: No, they can't. They can't. They can't. Uh, the, I never thought Inter would get this far, to be honest with you. I, I, I thought it was going to be a, a Man City versus Napoli final. <laughs> so, so but, but I think where, where, where Inter's been at their best is when when they utilized the guys like Denz, Denzel Dumfries and Frederico DeMarco. their two two wingbacks. And that, that's given the, the, the opposition a lot of trouble. And I think they'll have to rely on those two guys again for, for their attack. Josh?
3: Definitely, health is going to be another factor in this game. Because if you remember, the last Champions League game they played against AC Milan, Henrik Mkhitaryan seemed to get an injury to his ankle or his heel back in there, and he had to come off. So he might be good to go. I saw today he was questionable, as was forward Joaquin Correa, while. Man City really doesn't have any injuries to report that I could see. Actually, they don't. They don't. uh Oh. Okay. Yeah, so those two guys would be really crucial pieces if they can go for Inter Milan. And it just seems like Man City has become a very complete team, almost a pick-your-poison of sorts, because... I remember kind of during the days where Pochettino was coaching Tottenham, he seemed to have a strategy that worked with at least some consistency to just kind of sit back and absorb just wave after wave of pressure and just keep them off the board. But I don't know that strictly playing a deep back line is going to work anymore because if you're going to play your back line deep, you just leave gaping holes in your midfield that De Bruyne can just connect with Holland and just They'll absolutely tear you to shreds with that. And De Bruyne
2: is actually, he leads the Champions League in assists, while yep. not surprisingly, Erling Haaland is the top scorer. I mean, everything Erling Haaland did speaks for itself. But, guys, I have to say this. Look, if Manchester City wins the title, then, then congratulations to them. Now, this is I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but at the same time, we can't ignore the fact that they have been chasing the title for a very long time and all that money spent, you know, and then they finally win their first one. You know. Because, you, yeah, know, I mean, you know, all that money on Drag on Greylish, like what was it, like a hundred million pounds? And then everything else they add, and then they finally yeah. have that complete team that can finally get it done.
0: They never they never became a, a complete team until Erling Haaland arrived. Yeah. Yeah, well they were trust me they were dom don't get me wrong they were incredibly dominant but once early howlin ha- come along boom they, they, there's what th- 30 goals right there i, right. I don't know I, I, don't, I, I don't know how many goals he has during champions league play i'm not quite sure but still he's been like he's been a dominant force in, in, in mind you, in his last four games i didn't realize this he's been goalless in his last four uh four games four games so i didn't i didn't even know that so
2: I think overall this season, Holland, I think is is in the range of I think fifty eight goals in fifty six games, you know, some something like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, clearly the 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 dude is the dude, you know, is is doing exactly, you know, as we all. Well, I mean, I think he, we could say he's doing better than we ever thought. Yeah. Now, now the Inter Milan now their goalkeeper now this dude, <laughs> this oh, no, dude oh, yeah. is for real. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I oh, yeah. mean, Inter Milan's defense is a fearless, courageous, iron-rock-solid, you know, system. And then when you add a brilliant goalie, it only doubles the pride and it doubles basically the, you know, the talent. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you have Itaro Martinez, you know, of course, on the offense. But, you know, you mentioned, like, for Pep Guardiola, you know, I feel like Pep Guardiola sometimes gets badly disrespected. I mean, I get it. Pep Guardiola is not perfect by any means necessary. Nobody is. Because I think everybody still kind of mentioned like two years ago how Manchester City failed. Now, I think in Pep Guardiola's case, this is a chance for him to prove that he learned from it. Because Pep Guardiola has solidified himself as a guy who learned from past mistakes. But I think honestly, like, because Pep knows, you know, if Manchester City does not get it done, you know... It's it's not only bad for the for the club itself, but it's bad for him because responsibility is gonna be overwhelming on him, even though he's it's not only him to blame, it's a team effort.
0: I agree. I agree. I
3: agree. Josh. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of what we talked about in our Premier League Awards video that you know this was a team assembled to win the Champions League and It's a shame that he couldn't really exceed expectations this year because they were expected to take everything. And, you know, they're one step away from doing so. But, yeah, the scrutiny will come down on him hard, especially if, you know, there's some questionable tactical move. But I think we're probably going to see some surprise. He's going to throw something that we're not expecting that's Pep Guardiola for you, right there. Precisely. But that,
2: but that's part of the game. It's it's about not letting the opposition know what you have in mind. It's about blindsiding them.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm.
2: So for me, though, I I, I got to be honest with you. In Manchester City's case, if they do win it, I I, I just don't. I I I have a feeling Kevin De Bruyne is basically the top runner as being the man of the match. I uh,
0: I think so. I think so.
2: I mean, you see, you see what I love about De Bruyne is that he's that kind of player. He's he loves providing the assists, and that makes him beyond the fact that he's a team player. You know, he's basically saying that that's how he's basically expressing in a way that this is how the game is supposed to be played. It's about basically putting the trust and then basically playing as a team. I think that's why he's a, he's a, he's basically solidified as being the favorite as being man of the match. If Manchester City wins, of course.
0: Um. Well, don't forget about Rodri too. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 in, in the in their in their midfield.
2: Or, or uh, you know, uh, the the dude that scored the two goals against Manchester United. Gundogan. Yeah.
0: That say his Ilke Gunduan.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I don't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to risk butchering the guy's name
2: because I. It, it breaks my heart to do do things like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. And, um, and, and I, another, uh, another uh, stru- uh, player I've been really, really impressed with for for City, it's been uh, uh, John Stones. I think he's yeah. one of the best center halves in Europe as we speak. So, yeah.
2: But at the same time, again, you know, Inter, you see, whenever Milan, you see, we mentioned, like, I never expected them to make it this far. I mean, let's not forget, Inter Milan didn't even win their group.
0: I know. I know.
2: So, you know, and, you know, and it's a long you know, when, when they won the title uh, back in 2010, of course, you know, jo- Jose Mourinho was Mandarin. <laughs> uh, and speaking of Mourinho, oh boy. But then again, that's Mourinho for you, right?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A hothead you know who, hot a- who kind of likes to do a lot of talking, right?
0: <laughs> Wait, it was kind of stupid, but he, he did have a. There was, I mean, he'd have a point there because I think there was a, a penalty that should have been called there, but because I've seen it yeah. called before. But to, to carry on like that—that that is just retarded. I'm sorry to say.
2: I mean, Mourinho has a Mourinho is—I mean, whether you like the guy or not, he's one of the most accomplished managers in history, and he and he, he really came and talked soccer without mentioning the guy's name. But anyway, because um, we mentioned Inter Milan, you know, just basically like because everybody's saying Inter Milan had the easier path now. It's arguable, but it's not like Inter Milan had a it was. It's not like it was easy for them.
0: No, no. I I, I think that even when he played AC in, 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 the, in the last round, that, 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 that whole tie was, was over in the first 15 minutes. In the first 15 minutes of that first game, they had a beat. And no way AC was going to come back after that. So, like I said, I, I thought Napoli was, was, was a better... Of, of the of the three, uh, I was hoping for, for a City versus Napoli final, but I guess you can't yeah, have everything yeah. yeah Josh?
3: I think I would agree that City's path was a little bit harder, if nothing else, just psychologically. You think about having to overcome Real Madrid in the semis, the team that— has beaten you in the semis at least twice in the last decade or so. And then, of course, you had Bayern Munich in the round of eight. Well, Bayern Munich won the group that Inter was in, and they pretty much demolished everybody in group play. They beat Inter twice by a combined four goals to nil Mm -hmm. in those two meetings. So, now... I don't quite remember off the top of my head if Neuer was there for the group stage, but not in the knockout stage. But still, that aside, you know, a team like that, that just always brings their best and obviously they had a manager change somewhere in between, but still getting all that together, that was really big for City, obviously. And then Yeah, you look at Inter and how they got, they kind of squeaked past Porto in the knockout round. But while those were fairly low-scoring games, they actually showed they can score some in these other ties that they've been in. Had a couple of games where they put up four goals. So I don't expect that Inter is just going to park the bus. They're going to do something like David talked about, they're probably going to try and get creative with the wing backs and try to do some movement in and out through the midfield, altering formations to try and confuse the city midfield. Can it work? I guess we'll see. I also heard when they're in the semi when they're playing AC Milan that their manager, I'm sorry, that's a name I can't get either, but Yeah, they. he was coaching for his job at some point, and now he could take home the biggest prize. One went away. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think for Inter Milan, again, as brilliant as the defense is, along with the goalkeeping, they basically know that if they can basically defend Manchester City and shut down the attack, if they can keep excelling at that, and if they can score two goals early on and then basically keep the game under control, and they keep basically... As you said, confuse them. They're going to emotionally... Basically, Inter Milan's strategy has been psychological because again, they don't score. They're not the team that's going to score all the goals. They'll score enough goals, but then play defense and psychologically affect their adversaries. So I I think that if Inter Milan pulls it off, a psychological uh, strategies is going to be a huge part of it. I think so. Like like they're going to show Erling Holland. You know. You might be good, you you might be good, you know sometimes, but you know, but again, you know he might be in a position to where like he's gonna be like like because the defense knows that they, they got they gotta isolate ailing Holland, but at the same time they can't just they can't just basically stay on him if he's isolated, the other guys get open
3: exactly the other thing I'm gonna say on that is. I don't think that City would necessarily mind seeing Holland make those runs by himself. It's what he's been doing all year. They finally have the guy who has the size and the speed to just take over by himself, get a long pass either on the ground or through the air, and then just take it the rest of the way. I think in previous years they hadn't had a guy like that. But one thing I want to mention right now is— set pieces ordinarily you would think this would be an area where city would have a huge advantage with some of their size but if you look at some of the guys that inter has they have darmian yeah darmian is not the biggest guy out there give me a second well he is six foot but so that's pretty good they also have i'm going to have a bad time with these names i'm just gonna francesco Azerbi, who's six foot four, you have Raul Villanova, who's six foot two, Stefan Diverge, I believe, who's six foot three. You have some height on the back end. So if if they can keep City from scoring on a set piece, keep them from scoring with their head, I think that would be very crucial for them. I think if City gets a goal with their head. I think it's it's a wrap.
0: David, a, a one guy for City, no one's talking about. I think might be a key factor. Even he, 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 this guy is blessed with pace. Would be Kyle Walker. Oh yeah, and no one's and no one's really mentioned that guy. Hmm.
2: I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, I didn't mention him. I mean, I'm not going to deny the fact that I didn't mention it.
0: Man, I, 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 like I said, I didn't really watch a whole lot of city. I, I don't get, I, I don't get the the, the EPL up here because I'm too cheap to pay for the streaming service. So what I do, I, I'll just I'll just watch whatever I can. And he's been a, a key for them in, in their attack, through, yeah, through the course of the year. And I can't I can't believe I can't believe he's 32 years old. I always thought he was younger than that, but you know, so a hundred percent. So you know, that is. That, that at the same time, if Inter with their with those with those wing backs, if they can put pressure on them, I I can, I also think they can 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 break through that that that, that city wall.
2: Hmm. But it's also Inter Milan's midfield. I mean, you, you talk you, you talk about we talk about Iron Rock solid. I mean, you look at the midfield. You know, we mentioned you know the Dutchman Dumfries, and of course, there's Barella and Demarco, and then these other two dudes. Again, I don't want to butcher the names. I mean, you know, basically. Uh, if if I were to take a, a wild guess, it wouldn't surprise me that if the formation used is you know five midfielders along with three defenders, or or if it was like or if they decide to deploy some of the midfielders in, into the to the uh, defensive backs. I mean, again, the main key to victory for ender Milan over anything obviously is defense, defense, defense. Because again, you gotta you gotta you gotta basically contain that extremely dangerous Manchester City attack. And it starts off with Erling Holland. But again, like I said. If you if 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 the plan is to cause isolation, you got to isolate all of them. Like you you exactly. got to basically, if if they have the ball, you got to set the defense to where like a Manchester Super player with a ball can't make a pass. Like he's basically gonna have no choice but to try to kick the ball away and hope for the best. And yeah. that's gonna cause him to be so frustrated that at one point, even Pep Guardiola is gonna be at a point where he's got to improvise. And a lot of people say Pep Guardiola is not the kind of guy that has a plan B or does not want to improvise, especially when you have to. I would say sometimes, okay, I mean, obviously, two years ago, obviously, the fact that he didn't have a plan B, that's what really cost his team the title. But I think Pep Guardiola has already told the players, like, you know, I mean... I am sure this i like like I said I mean this is Pep Guardiola's chance to prove that he learned from what happened two years ago. So I'm sure that Pep Guardiola is going is going is going to have a way to improvise if thing if things are not going according to plan. At least I would hope so. Because again, I always feel like Pep Guardiola does not get enough respect. I mean, you see I, I you, you, see see so. and I bring this up because Josh, this is something you've said on the on this show before that you're not happy about the fact that Pep, you know, does not get the, enough credit. And I tell everybody that well, and everybody says, and I've never told you this, Josh. People say it's interesting because you're a strong supporter of Manchester United, and you're basically sitting up for Pep. And I tell people, Josh is basically basically showing that when you know, when you love and know the game like Josh does, like we all do, we're beyond willing to give credit to where it's credits due. Because again, if you know the game, that's how that's how the game is played. That's that's our thing. It's telling it like it is. It has nothing to do with personal feelings in a certain club that anybody supports it's about basically knowing and loving the game
3: overall yeah sometimes you just have to call a spade a spade and pep does a good job of giving his teams certain I- identities and they evolve over the years he's not just doing the same thing over and over again and obviously i think this year might have been the biggest evolution that you see i mean of course Holland is such a key part of that. But, yeah, this certainly is not the same team that he was trotting <laughs> out two, three years ago. They've certainly got some different tactics, and that's you know, mm-hmm. what we should all expect to see. Exactly. David?
0: Well, I, I agree. I find it bizarre, I should say, that, that Guardiola doesn't get enough respect. Okay, yeah, he's had some world-class players. He's also had to deal with some world-class egos, too. And somehow he's yes. able to. You got, we got to give credit here. He's he, he must be doing something right to, 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 to please everybody over there. So I honestly believe this season was probably the most pressure Mr. Guardiola has ever faced in his managerial career ever. I mean, uh, this
2: hundred percent. You mentioned you mentioned the egos. Now I'm gonna go off topic a little bit. I mean, Eric ten Hag with Manchester United. I mean, the dude shocked the world when he put Ronaldo in his place. And I'll be honest with you. I do I, not disagree you know, like at all so with, him, with him, him putting Ronaldo so on the bench.
0: That too. Yeah. I have so much respect for him to do that, too. I have so much yeah. respect for him to do that, too. Sometimes he, he got to do it. it. Look, I'm in charge. Yeah, he had, he, had, he had no choice but to do that,
2: in my yeah. opinion. Ex- exactly. I mean, that, it's, you see, like, of course, when it comes to Manchester United, I mean, right now, honestly, we just, the Glazers have got to go. They have got to go, but that's that's another story for another time. But the point is here, folks, is that a manager that can control his team can very likely win the title in the most respected ways. It's not just about how how you and, win, and, but and, if you're able to control your team, people are going to look up to you, and they're going to be talking about it. I mean, and, that's, and how, sure, that's how my hero Zidane but, won the Champions League three times in a row. Everybody says it's because he had the best players, which is true, but he was able to control them.
0: And, and and I think Guardiola is doing it the same in, in City and in the past in his other stops, whether it be in Bayern. Well, his, his 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 time in Bayern was okay, I guess. wasn't the greatest, but especially in Barcelona, like he had a, he had to deal with a lot of guys who were probably like his, he had to deal with a lot when he was there and, and, and Thierry Henry. You
2: now the the, the a young Messi,
0: a young Messi. Oh, I can't see him being a prophet at that at that point of his career at that time of his career but still I'm sure I'm sure some players have given uh through the years Guardiola some headaches and he's somehow he's managed to overcome it we, we, you gotta you gotta give him respect there so
2: yeah so i I, I think that that's why you know basically at this point I mean not respecting or not giving any credit to Pep Guardiola if, if, even if people are still stubborn I'm like well Clearly, you don't know the game, and you don't respect the game. Exactly. I agree.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, I agree. So, but I'm So – Like Josh said, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how Inter's going to line up for, for, for this game on Saturday. Yeah. I'm, 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 looking at, I'm looking at their roster as we speak, and I'm going to say they're going to go for a 3-5-2 formation, personally. Right.
2: I mean, again, it, it's, about, it's about basically creating a wall, you know uh-huh. – it's like that. It's about it's about creating that wall, to where that Erling Haaland and all the other guys just can't figure it out. It's about basically fi- figuring figuring them out before they can even think of figuring you out. It's again, it's about being up to three steps ahead. Exactly. It's not just. It's not a game of chess. I mean, this is basically uh, yeah, you are three steps ahead of, of your adversary, and not only that, you stay three steps ahead. If they get one step ahead, you, if they're step one step closer. You just go you just go farther. And you don't in, let them catch up.
0: And even I I I follow Serie A very closely. Even Inter's manager Simone Inzaghi in my opinion is one of the best managers in Italy, no one even talks about. He did a great job at his, at uh, Lazio and, and he's doing a superb job he took over uh, Mr. Conte and he's done a tremendous job over at Inter.
2: Absolutely. Josh
3: I'm sorry, can you repeat the question?
2: Well, basically, like when I explain that, because you know, we're basically at a you know the, the main strategies and I said that and, and we mentioned like how we're uh, kind of expecting how we're expecting the formations to be. and I and I start out by saying I expect it to be five midfielders or three defenders, or defenders, excuse me, or if, if it's gonna be the other way around because I said because inter Milan wants to create a, a create a wall that can prevent the Manchester City attack from getting there. And I kind of said, Inter Milan wants to figure out the opposition before the opposition can do the same. It's about being up to three steps ahead. So Inter Milan wants to be ahead of Manchester City in every category possible.
3: Yeah, I mean, but like we've said, trying to outsmart Pep, it's easier said than done. I just want to go back to one thing I mentioned earlier about the hide. I failed to mention Milan's Skrinar six-foot-two defender, I mean, they're going to have quite a bit of size back there on that back line to help try and play those crosses into the box, either on corners or otherwise. And yeah, those clearances are going to be very crucial in this game. Mm -hmm. And... I think if I remember right that Onana is rated among the highest keepers in the world in terms of clearances. He
0: is.
3: That he was.
2: leads the tournament in clean sheets, I believe. And well, I th- or in saves, I think. I think yeah, I think it's saves.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so too.
2: I mean the dude the dude makes saves. I mean you, you know in past generations of course there's Oliver Kahn, Fabian Barthez, you know all, all those goalkeepers that we remember I and mean, Onana, I hope I said that I hope I said it correctly. I mean, he's he's basically kind of rising up as a as part of a new generation. You know, of course, you know in France there's Mike Maignan who obviously had a did not I mean, it didn't, it didn't go so well with Inter Milan, but it only proves that Maignan you know, is is not perfect, but AC Milan again failed as a team because what because of all the missed opportunities, but you see these goal, these new brand of goalkeepers just, you know, rising up and and let me tell you this. If Inter Milan wins, and if this goalkeeper has at least five saves, I guarantee you at least five big, five other big clubs from around the world are going to start are going to start making offers. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if several Premier League teams did it as well. You know, I mean, I, I I'd imagine <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised if, if even if Real Madrid or Barcelona. Well, Barcelona is, is in debt, so Bar- Barcelona can't even take should even bother taking a chance right now until they clear up their financial issues. But
0: how how on earth how on earth were, were they able to get secure a loan of a billion dollars to fix up to renovate the thing? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> right, but but you know, and and, you, and as Josh mentioned, you know the sizes of defenders. And again, if Inter Milan wins, then part of the key talking points would be size does indeed matter. Mm-hmm. But,
3: right. I just want to share this real quick. This is on FBREF.com. Go ahead and with. Andre Onana, I was looking at okay. his percentiles from the past year. His save percentage is among the highest, but his crosses stopped is actually only 45th. Oh, wow. Actually, wow. lower than I was expecting. So, <clears throat> with that in mind, I mean, it's kind of something City goes to a lot. They'll probably try and use their width and then try to play the ball in. But yeah, just it is going where, to be a tough thing to do against all that height you see at the back of of Inter.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, I definitely, I would definitely be looking for that early to see if City tries to go wide and go in, or if they try to go straight down the middle. I think it's going to be the former, but we'll see. We'll see,
0: David. That's where, and that's what I said earlier. That's where Kyle Walker is going to be coming in. Because he, he starts a lot. Of, he starts on, on the on the I guess the right hand side, and I agree. I agree with Josh. Another key, another key component for Inter Milan and who will probably have to play the game of his life would be, would be Nicolo Barella. their, their midfielder. He he's gonna, have, he's gonna he'll have to he'll have to have a strong game in midfield for them for Inter to to go through. I mean to win I should say sorry.
2: One hundred percent.
0: He's gonna be a key guy. Yeah, I'm looking at the. I just went on FB Ref too, and I'm looking at the same stat right now too, Josh. Interesting. Interesting, here. Yeah.
1: Wow.
2: Well, Joe, when I think at this point we're we're finally gonna give uh, our final prediction. So, uh, Josh, you want to go in? Want to go in and lead it off?
3: Okay. Well, I'll begin with this. The last three Champions League finals have all been one-zero games. I think Inter would love it if it was another one, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be 2-1. City wins. Lee, the man who scores the winning goal, Rayad Mahrez.
0: Ooh.
3: Wow. As a substitute? I think there is a pretty good chance he will be brought off the bench.
1: Hmm.
0: All right. All right, David? I'm going to stay. City two, uh, uh, Inter one, and City will 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 score the winning goal around the 75th to 85th minute mark, and that'll be the final. I think Inter will will keep it close, and I think that the goal just run out of gas, and and I I, I believe City will will, will win late, late in the game.
2: I hate to do this, but I think City wins three to zero.
0: Eh, I can see that too. The way I see
2: it is, Manchester City, who has a habit of getting on the board early, they'll do that. I think they'll get on the board anyway, anytime between the 5th and the 15th minute. Mm-hmm. The score is going to stay that way for a long time. And as you say, Inter Milan's going to run out of gas. And Manchester City will take advantage and they'll just seal the deal. So if I think in, that, it, I think we'll see two, two the, the next two goals, we'll see them between the 80th and the 90th minute.
0: If I'm Inter... I'll be looking at game film of of two year, of the Champions League two years ago when Chelsea played them, played played uh, Man City. And if I remember, Chelsea, for whatever reason, just came out attacking right off the right off the bat and scored. I think the score was in the first fifteen minutes, I think it was. and and they ended up holding on for the win. If I'm inter, I'll be looking at uh, I'll be looking at, uh, of what Chelsea did, did that day. So
2: because Inter Milan, they want to get if they can, if they can get on the board quickly, it may re- relieve some pressure or it might just mount it because if you score quickly Manchester City is going to be angry and if you if you make them mad they're going to du- they're going to double the efforts eventually it could, it could triple it could quadruple the bottom line is if you piss off Manchester City you might just pay for
0: it in might my, in my opinion this Manchester City team has been probably one of the best teams in Europe since those uh, Barcelona teams of of the you know 2009 2011 2012 they, I think been, this Man City team, and I'm not the biggest EPL guy, probably, it's probably one of the best teams I've seen in, in the last maybe 15 years. So, yeah. when you watch them play, you sit down, you know that you, even before the opening kickoff, you know they're, they're going to win. It just, you know, you, you first say on your mind, you say to yourself, I wonder how this team's going to uh, prepare against them or anything else. Like, and they've been undefeated, Man City, for the last, what, month and a half or so?
3: In all competition? Not quite. They lost to Brentford in the final week of the season. But then again, oh, I about didn't that play. De Bruyne didn't play. So. Well, they were, well, they
2: rested the starters,
3: clearly. Exactly. They were rolling their B squad. But, yeah, I think that's their only loss
0: mm-hmm.
2: for
3: quite some time. So,
0: Well, well like... It's, in, in, in European competition this year, I have to say it's been a good year for 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 the country of Italy. If you would have told me in September to be a time team, we're, we're making the final of each European club competition, I would have said you're crazy. So it's been a very good year for for uh, Italian soccer. And it has. All I gotta say, it's about bloody fucking time.
2: It has. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think that's what uh, that, that's what Mr. Adams would say, but yeah, you're yes. not wrong. I mean. You know, see, for me, like when you love soccer, see, when, when you follow it closely, you'll notice how different the EPL is than Serie A, the Bundesliga, La Liga, or the French, Le- or the French League. You know, you, you, just, you, you just see the, the, the different environments and the style of play, and that's what makes the game so fun.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, it's been a, 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 a lousy year for French club football in European competition. It, it, it has and
2: yeah and, and I'm sure you all have seen the episode about I mean I mean've I've already been told that I've, I exaggerated once again because I I called the Le- the Lionel Messi experiment a total failure I'm like because it was it, it, okay was, yeah, yeah you won the league on twice who the hell I mean I, I shouldn't say this but who the heck cares okay hmm. but you know you 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 never you you choke out in the round of 16 both times <laughs> I mean come hmm. on but again because the problem is PSG, all that money, they refuse to invest it properly. It's all about publicity crap with them. And jo- as you see, and and Josh and I have spoken about this. And Josh, I will never forget how f- that frustr that frustration in your tone because they refuse to accept. If you win the Champions League at least once, you make way more money. But they just refuse. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we all know the point. PSG the ownership, because I've said it before, the ownership of PSG. Does not give a damn about the game. They do not respect it.
0: They're they're all about marketing and selling shit. Yeah.
2: You see, even so, even yeah. even Josh, yeah, I, I can
0: see the frustration right now because, oh, man. Like, I, I, I watch I watch a lot of league because you know, I have B in sport, and the quality of football I see is is great, but for whatever reason they just can't seem to get it go. Past the you know that, that level, the amount of talent it's in that, it's in that country of France is, is is unbelievable. So mm-hmm. yeah, Definitely. so like you kind of wish. And, and so I said an, an, another uh, another bad year. I think it's also for, been for the Bundesliga too.
2: Yeah,
0: like uh, Borussia did, that kind of crappy. I mean, and Bayern, Bar- Bayern Bar- Munich winning the massive. winning
2: it the the final in the final game.
0: Yeah. And, and and Byron Byron, okay, yeah, they went to Boozlinga for the, I don't know, twelfth year in a row, whatever it is. They, it, it, but in European play, they they just they just were bad, in my yeah. opinion. So, so anything anything to
3: say, Josh? Um, no, I think that wraps it up for me. I mean, I, I mentioned the whole thing with, with PSG. I mean,
2: ugh, but. <laughs> You know the final thing I'm gonna say is n- the next next season's Champions League, PSG shouldn't even be considered a favorite. Even though, well, here's one little final thing we could talk about because apparently th- this come out, and of course the best the best source out there, Mr. Fabrizio Romano says that Julian Nagelsmann is reportedly leading towards PSG, and I think the part that ma- that that ought to make me happy is that Thierry Henry could be his assistant.
0: Ooh, really? If
2: I will say this, if this does happen, I pray that this is going to be something for Kylian Mbappe because as we know, Henri is in, is Mbappe's idol. Well, one of them at least, one of his idols at least. If Henri is there, I sincerely hope that this really possibly impacts Mbappe. But I still really believe Mbappe sh- shouldn't shouldn't even be there anymore.
0: Um, I think next year will be his last year at PSG because I think PSG is going to be a, a somewhat Transition year for them next year, next season.
2: Yeah, I hope so, Josh. I think, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, David. Go ahead.
0: I, I don't. I, I'll predict right now that PSJ won't even win league, league next year.
3: Solid prediction, Josh. Well, that's pretty bold right there. But I, uh, yeah, who knows what could happen. Yeah, who knows. But yeah, I mean, I'm surprised to hear that Nagelsmann is. Considering going there, I did also see that Tottenham is leaning towards hiring the manager from Celtic. So, out uh, of there, so then I think,
0: I, I think it's I, I I heard that this morning on on the on the BBC World this morning. It, it, it looks like it's a it's a done deal. Where Tottenham okay will will hire uh, Ange. I can't say his last name. The the, the, the Romanian. Sure can there.
3: I, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I guess that might leave Nagelsmann. Sort of out of it for a little bit, just waiting till the next big opening comes up. And we still don't know what's gonna happen with Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, Brazil still wants him, but I don't know that he wants to leave Real. And you know, well, maybe Real's totally okay with him staying there. And well,
2: an hour ago an Fabrizio just confirmed call. that Carlo Ancelotti is not is not going anywhere. He confirmed oh. that about about an hour ago.
3: Okay, oh, good. Dang. Good, Breaking good. news right there. Yeah. And good I news. think so, I actually okay. was
2: mistaken. It was actually Goal.com that mentions uh, Julian Nagel's men uh, to PSG. It was not Fabrizio. So I kind of just made the mistake right there. So, uh, I, 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 him, I like,
0: I, I like Fabrizio yeah, Romano. Never, never, I know, he,
2: he did. He, Ten hours ago, Fabrizio meant Okay, so here's Fabrizio's tweet. PSG, and I quote, Paris Saint-Germain have discussed Julian Nagel, Nagel's men internally as one of the candidates for the job. Option to be considered as process will we'll enter crucial stages next week. Final decision not made yet, but he's on oh. the high list. Okay, so I'm, I am glad that Fabrizio did make mention of this because if he didn't, that would have been bad on me because, again, no disrespect to gold.com, but Fabrizio is the guy that we
0: tr- we trust more than anything. I, I'll trust Fabrizio Romano before gold.com. That's, that's just my opinion. So,
2: But, uh, yeah, even though I trust Gold.com before ESPN FC or Fox Soccer.
0: Oh, oh, oh,
2: oh, 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 yeah, most definitely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, ex- I'd be excited for Henri because aside from Zidane, I loved Henri too as, as, as a kid. I, I mean, me being a lifelong wrestling fan, I always felt that Henri and Zidane were like a tag team, but, but we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I honestly believe that you, we'll see a transition here at, at, at PSG. I honestly believe that. And if they if they win if they win uh, the league one okay great but I just I just don't see it And now again we don't know what's going to happen between now and in August anyway so yeah
2: all right Josh any any final words
3: well it would be totally irrelevant to the topic but if you will let me I'll go for it
2: <laughs> please do hey, hey I have went off topic you know what I I I can't, I can't even I can't even basically. I can't I can't even stop you.
3: Okay, well the either, either show,
2: so please, anything you want to say, go ahead.
3: Yeah, this just goes to the poll that I put up on Twitter yesterday <laughs> about where is David De Gea gonna be playing next year. I'm, Ooh, I'm good. I just think it's a shame because I was hoping that this FA Cup final that he could even if United didn't win that he just had one last good performance and then might just see him out that way as it stood, it was another rough one for him. I mean, that opening goal, it was, yeah, I got to give a lot of credit to Gundogan for the strike, but it looked like, like De Gea was going down as if to play a ground ball when it went to the up corner. I don't know if he just hesitated, maybe lost it in the sun. I don't know what happened there. It just looked really odd to me, but Mm. yeah, I still think you have to say it was a mistake, and then the second goal that was scored was kind of a slow roller that I feel like he once again should have stopped. I mean, you can't really put all the blame on him. I've never thought you could put all the blame on him. I mean, United didn't muster much of an attack yesterday, but as it stands, I just think he's On the downside of his career, and it's probably best for both parties to move on at this point. So it just depends on where might he go next. He might go back to Spain, perhaps, play in his native land. I don't know who in Spain would be interested and could afford him. That's another thought. David, you're a Syria guy. Maybe there's a team there that would check both of those boxes. If not, Saudi Arabia seems to be the place to go these days.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> th- this is it. Saudi Arabia, of
2: course, it's all about this.
0: Yeah.
2: Dirty and then, then again, two years, 400000000 you're million. You're, 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 you're past your prime. I mean, might as well, right? <laughs> well, he might, as well. might as well. Might
0: as well. Or yeah, or, or in the Middle East, whether it be Saudi Arabia or Qatar, you mm-hmm. you, you the United Arab Emirates, why not? If we oh, yeah. pay, why not? I can't David, if
1: you is...
3: could though, could you say if there'd be a team that you think DDG would fit in on Syria? Right now? Yeah, well, next season really, but you get the idea.
0: Yeah, I guess any any team willing to pay his wages right now. Yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Uh I I I'm going to go hmm. I going to go with maybe I, I, either a Roma or or, or a Lazio. I, I'm just, I'm just throwing a I'm just throwing a, a team out just off the top of my head. That's the only team I can think of. And 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 and, and, and Roma has a pretty good pretty decent uh, guy in that Portuguese player. So I would say maybe
2: Lazio, Rui Patricio.
0: Yeah, I I would say Lazio, but no way would Lazio could afford his wages, not even close.
2: Probably not. No.
0: So, so even even my even my club, I support Fiorentina, would definitely uh, uh, not pay his wages. I can tie that right now. So,
1: unfortunately. I mean,
3: Uh, he could also stay at United, but he's going to have to have his wages massively slashed, and I think United has to bring in someone to at least be a platoon, if not the new guy is number one and DDG is number two. I mean, I still feel like he's a good enough shot stopper. Not great at it anymore, but still good enough to, you know, tide you over in places, but I just don't know that he'd want to take on a secondary role like that. Yeah.
0: Hey there's, hey, there's always MLS.
3: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but they don't pay Saudi money.
0: No, not, we're not even close to that. <laughs> not wow.
3: even close to
0: that. Yeah. There's
3: no question, doesn't. KSA wow. before USA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just uh, one more. On my one final note, I want to wish the best of luck on on the Concacaf Nations uh, Cup uh, coming in, in two weeks time. For for my homeland, Canada, and, and, and your your homeland, the United States, and let's hope our two countries meet in, in the final on June eighteenth.
2: And if they do, may the better team win.
0: Yeah, and, and hope it's a team that that, that wears red that, that lives that's up north up here. But so. uh,
2: not a chance. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: so. That's all my, right, that's, that's my final note, and all the best, guys.
2: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for today. A reminder that Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. So please be sure to hit the notification button as well as the notification bell. That way you do not miss out on any exciting upcoming content. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show today. I cannot cannot wait to have you guys on again.
0: Forza enter. Take care, you guys. All right. Bye. 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 Bye bye.